0: This episode of the Fastest Known Podcast is brought to you by Coros. Wearables from Coros help you explore perfection by offering the longest battery life in its class for each of its watch models. For example, in full GPS mode, you get 60 hours of battery life. That's as much as the current FKT on Nolan's 14. Or track in ultra mode to get an astonishing 150 hours of battery life, enough to get an FKT on Vermont's long trail and then some. Coros is proudly worn by many great runners, including Camille Heron, Timothy Olson, Hayden Hawks, Magdalena Boulet, and many others. Track your next FKT with a watch from Koros. Visit koros.com, C-O-R-O-S dot com.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Fastest Known Podcast, where for a mere 30 minutes we're going to talk with interesting people in the world of fastest known everything. Um, I'm Hillary Allen, um, I'm here to talk with Buzz today, so... Hey Buzz, what's up?
0: Well, thanks for coming in, Hillary, and you do that very well. <laughs> oh, thanks. You have a great voice, of course. Hillary was the voice and part of the Strava podcast. Mm-hmm. You have an excellent podcast voice. Oh, thanks. And you're going to apparently be doing Carmichael Training Systems podcast coming up next year.
1: Yeah, we're gonna. I'm going to be doing the running portion of it. So I think there's going to be some mixing of the themes, like running, cycling, since I'm into kind of both things. Maybe I'll be talking with you
0: on it. All right. Well, podcasting is fun, and today we're going to do it a little bit differently. Oftentimes, we have a conversation with someone who just said an FKT, but here at mid-October, we're going to look at what's coming up, what the year has been looking like, some of the interesting trends, because as usual, we're going to be awarding the fastest known time of the year awards at the end of this year. Yeah including for Europe like we did last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's just uh, let's just see what's up here. Yep. And one thing I'm noticing Hillary is there's no attempts there are no real strong attempts on the AT or the PCT or the John Muir Trail. Mm. And normally these are just hotly competitive.
1: Yeah, I've noticed that too. I mean, I don't know if it's they're super long. So it's a really big a really big commitment. Um, so maybe that's an issue. I know that Francois, um, he was attempting a section of the PCT, but there's just a section in Oregon, but it was so late that, um, he got snowed out. So, I mean, they are extremely difficult. Um, and maybe the issue is, is that the people that have tried them and done them really well and really fast, like they have the flex- flexibility to, you know, to take the time and, and, and devote to a route that, I mean, it takes that long, um, But I don't know. I also think that there's a lot of other cool FKTs out there that aren't necessarily on a trail. Um, And I think FKTs, in my opinion, um, they're they're creative. So it's really cool that you can kind of create something that's on trail and off trail. And I think maybe that's where FKTs are kind of more heading towards.
0: That's a good point. We talked about that last year in that... Obviously, the AT is going to get all sorts of national media attention. But those of us into the sport, we like the more creative aspect. Mm-hmm. And we're definitely seeing that. But a quick clarification. There's a few people named Francois.
1: Oh, Francois. It's Francois Den. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a few people. The <laughs> <be> Francois. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. October is a tough time for the PCT. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another reason that... We're not seeing a lot of success there right now. Possibly could because they're too hard. <laughs> I mean, the, time, <laughs> too. the times are stout.
1: Well, and that's exactly it. It's like to 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 put up to put up an impressive time on that. Now, it it requires like you, you're out there for a long time, but those days are just super grueling. I think there's very few people in the world that can actually put put days like that together. Um, so I mean, it, that adds to the difficulty of. I think that's why there's such, some of the most impressive FKTs out there.
0: Right, that's yeah. a good point, point. and that time, some people have the time flexibility to do it during the the best season. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, <laughs> we'll see what comes up. But speaking of big routes, yeah. a woman named Jenny Hoffman mm-hmm. is currently doing the Trans Am, which means running coast to coast across mm-hmm. the United States, and she is averaging sixty miles per day. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she's doing well. Yeah. I think she's like, uh, well, at right now, I think she's about six days from finishing. Yeah, And so when this podcast comes out, we'll see if we can do an update, but uh, <laughs> check it out on fastestknowntime.com under, uh, let's go to scroll down to where it says FKTs were tracking mm-hmm. and Jenny will be on there, but she's doing 60 miles a day.
1: Yeah, that's incredible. And I mean... I'm not much of a pavement runner, but on pavement, like I can just imagine like the blisters and like the repetitive foot strikes. It's like, oh man. And I would get so pissed at the cars, but, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but no, that's another level of impressive because you, you hear like Trans Am and you think, oh, on a bike, right? No, (laughs) definitely
0: not. Definitely not. Well, Trans Am on a bike is a little different because that's a sleep deprivation game. Yes. I mean, people get killed doing that because they they literally pass out while on the highway. Mm -hmm.
1: That's not that my type of FKT either. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're not going to vote for that one.
1: No, I mean, like, it's really impressive. Actually, the fastest known time of the year awards are, is one of my favorites because, like, just looking at the impressive things that people have done, whether, I mean, if it's my cup of tea or not, like, whether I would do it or not, it's still very impressive to look at the different things that people are doing. And I think that's what's so unique to the sport of
0: ultra running. Right. Well, we're going to get back to a couple of things that are up, but we just suddenly straight into cycling <laughs> oops, oops. <laughs>
1: i love cycling too so
0: right it's interesting isn't it and anton krupicko was just in here uh, left an hour ago yeah and both the two of you separately did DK did Dirty Kansas this yeah. last June.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. I remember actually running into to Anton um, like a couple weeks or before I was leaving, and I was on my bike, and he was on his bike. We're at the Spruce Confections coffee shop, kind of like fueling up before we're going on our rides. Um, but yeah, he mentioned he was doing Dirty Kansas. So it was um, I had I had done it. um, had planned to do it after breaking my ankle in February, and kind of getting into cycling more seriously. I think I, I trained for literally two months on a gravel bike before during, doing well, we Dirty Well, we
0: did a stout ride.
1: Yeah, we did that. That was part of my, that was part of my training r- regimen. Like I had only been on my gravel bike for starting in April and Dirty Kansas was the first of June. So.
0: Well, you beat Taylor Finney.
1: Did I did beat? actually. I remember <laughs> passing him. Oh no.
0: <laughs> I mean, a world tour rider. Yeah. Well, I, you know, he a week ago he re- announced his retirement. Yes, I think it was because of you.
1: I think so. It's just, you know, I you know, I rubbed a little bit of salt in the wound, you know, I said some yeah, yeah. expletives as I yeah. just kidding, I didn't like
0: <laughs> Well, just kidding aside, Taylor is a fantastic person and writer. Yeah. He paid his dues and he wants to pursue art. Yeah. And so it's it's a fair move. Yeah. But going back to this, there is a lot of crossover. Gravel writing is yeah. is, is exploding right now, mm-hmm. as it should. Mm-hmm. We all like it. And I wanna take a moment to note that we would love to track FKTs for other sports. Yeah. We occasionally, they get submitted. Yeah. In Europe, they come in often on ski yeah. trips. Here, they come in on biking. Personally, I would like to see paddling because I do a lot of paddling. But currently, we only do running and hiking. Mm-hmm. I just want to note this. It's not because we don't like the other sports, but because it's, we want to do a really good job. Yeah. And we are credible. Mm-hmm. We understand running and hiking. Yeah. And if we branched out, if we don't understand it well enough, then we might not be as credible as we are now. Yeah. And Peter is personally doing it all manually, which yes. is just nutto.
1: Exactly. It, I mean... Yeah, that would that would require a lot, especially if we're going to get <laughs> for cycling because it's huge. I mean, we, we have some local ones here in Boulder, some, you know, FKTs with combining cycling and running.
0: The Longs um, Peak Duathlon. Yeah,
1: which I've done several times. Um, and so I think that naturally I think gravel biking and trail running kind of f- fit together. that has been some of my favorite adventures this year is, you know, linking my bike to the start of a run and then coming back. Not necessarily like an FKT style, but I mean that's trending that way if I want to go like light and fast. And I was in Europe this summer training for um, TDS, Tour du Duc de Savoie um, in Chamonix, and I had my bike over there and I didn't have a car. So every time I'd go to a run, I'd always, I'd always start with my, with my bike. So nice. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, this is a moment to put in a note, please go on the website, and if you feel like it donate. You <laughs> notice there is no sponsor. We're not going to get interrupted here. And so it's essentially volunteer and if we get it together we could, you know, hire someone or ask someone else to come on and manage the bike component yeah. or a ski component or what I would like to see a stand up paddling component. <laughs> Help <here>, out
1: Peter. <laughs> Help
0: but uh, Peter cannot do more. No. I mm-hmm. mean it's it's nuttle. So <laughs> So far this year, there's been eight hundred and forty-four FKTs placed on the website. Yeah. And Peter actually looks at every one. Oh yeah. It's yeah. curated. <laughs> and out of those, uh um out of those, 295 were elsewhere than the United States.
1: Which is really exciting. I actually so like I said, I spent a lot of time in Europe this summer and the idea of FKTs is kind of exploding over there. Um I would say I mean definitely in like in France and Spain and Italy, maybe it's not as popular, but what I've noticed is in the u k so Wales Ireland and great britain um it's really exploding over there I know um my 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 teammate patty patty O'Leary he just did um the Wickland round, which is an amazing wow. fkt in in Ireland, and I mean that is kind of maybe people have heard of um the what is it the the Ramsey Ramsey round? Bob Graham. Bob Graham round. So and then there's a a, a lot of other rounds. There's tons of them. Yeah, and it, it's I mean people. I mean, I've been to Isle of Skye in Scotland and the Lake District in the UK, and although I haven't been to Ireland, but these mountains. I mean, maybe they're not that tall, but these these are impressive because the the weather for, you have to, it's a map and compass. There's no trail. You're linking all of these little mountain ranges, which, I mean, the mountains themselves are not that high, maybe more than 3,000 feet. They don't exceed that elevation, but you're picking the lines. You're choosing, like, you know, combining deer tracks with like a good, you know, not really a scree field descent, more like, you know, a gnarly bog descent <laughs> and, you know, you have to, you have to avoid the bogs. So you don't like fall in waist deep. Um, but yeah, these rounds are really impressive. And I think that culture um, is really his, like the culture of FKTs and ultra running and just mountain running in general is super rooted in the history of the UK. I mean, heck, like fell running, you know, that's existed for a really long time there. Um, and so, yeah, I've seen a lot of different FKTs pop up over there.
0: Nice. And what you say is so true. They never called it mountain running or trail running. It was fell fell running. And it precedes anything we were doing here. Decades, yeah. In some cases, almost centuries.
1: Yes, you you literally pay five pounds and you can do the local fell race, and it's (laughs) gnarly. And there's like crazy fast people that show up there. There's like you know people that literally you look there like oh my gosh, can you can you run? And then they they just like pass you. They're just so (laughs) strong. My father actually is Scottish. Like he grew up in Isle of Skye, and so he has a history of this. So he knew what fell running was before. I started ultra running. Oh. So then, he, when he came to when he came to one of my first ultra races, he's like, "Oh, okay. Like, I get it. Like, yeah. It didn't seem as crazy."
0: But, but but why is it so flat?
1: Exactly. And so <laughs> then he then he understood. Like, it, I guess it's in my blood. The steeper, the better for me. So.
0: <laughs> All right, that's a good story. <laughs> of course, uh, the the fell race isn't complete until you go to the pub.
1: Of course, and that's also the great thing too is that you know actually I think is it the um, the Bob Graham round that ends at a pub or starts at a pub?
0: <laughs> well, the UK scene is amazing. The, mm-hmm. the rounds and the way the way isn't capital W A Y like mm-hmm. the Wicklow way. Yeah, these these keep coming up. In as you said, a lot of submissions from the UK. Mm-hmm. I, I can't keep track of them. All yeah. I know is that wow. These look good. I yeah. want to go there.
1: Exactly, me too.
0: <laughs> so it's one of the things that the, the site is good for is a bucket list. Mm-hmm. You just click on the map, go to where you're interested in. You're going to see essentially the best routes in that part of the world.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, that's how I've kind of created some of my bucket lists. And then, I mean, also going back to the the cycling thing of like, okay, well, then you know, how do I how do I link these with some other some other things that I want to do. It's about another sport or something, so, right?
0: Yeah, right. Where well, we're not well, maybe you will. But I'm two FKT submissions came in in one week from Namibia. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and then one, two just came in from Singapore.
1: That's amazing. Yeah.
0: So it's there's interesting things going on.
1: Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, that's like I said. I think it's one of the coolest things, especially in in places where. It's, I mean, maybe in Scotland and and the UK, it's easier to have like a fell race on your local mountains, but a lot of these places and especially in the United States, national parks are you know you can't or these really wild places, it's hard to have a designated race. So it's really cool that you can go out there and and set kind of a route that then other people can go to and explore.
0: That's a good point. It's a really good point. In Europe, not so much an issue, but here it's a big issue.
1: Here's a huge issue. And even in Europe too, I mean, it's like they have local races, but to link different it's it's so cool in Europe because I mean, maybe here you can't. It's it's harder to do um I mean, maybe you end up doing more unsupported or self-supported because you don't really have as much aid um or little towns, but in Europe, you can kind of link them all because you can go through these little teeny villages and stock up
0: right and the whole private property oh, is yes. that's a whole topic in itself though isn't it yes half we, the time we love our private property here oh yeah and it
1: can get scary i mean yeah. half the time when i'm running in europe like i i literally like feel like i'm running in a backyard like I'll, like literally parts of the tds course you come in and you see these like family having you know, a picnic on their, <laughs> their balcony. I'm like, oh, hello. Like, Don't mind me. I'm just going to you know, take this trail that goes through your backyard, apparently. Um, so it's, I think, much
0: more accepted
1: because it's just, I
0: mean... Much more
1: accepted. Yeah. There's just you know, not as much space or real estate there.
0: Right. Indeed.
1: <laughs> or it's a lot of real estate and people want to live all over it.
0: <laughs> uh, that's another way of looking at it, too. Well, some of the things that have come in... Is we mentioned Ginny Hoffman of yeah. Trans Am, but we also noticed uh, on the California 14ers. Yeah. A woman just did an FKT in the California 14ers, which is, you know, important. Mm-hmm. These are big. There's, Colorado has 54 to 58, depending on how you count. <laughs> California has 14, but most of them, and they're technical.
1: Yeah, they are. They're more technical than, well,
0: Yes. And the majority
1: of them here, I would yes, argue.
0: Yes, definitely more technical than here. And here's an interesting thing I wanted to ask you about. It appears offhand that most of those tend to be accompanied by a man. It tends to be a mixed gender team, as we call it, mm-hmm. or pacing, something like that. Well, this, uh, oh, geez, I almost forgot her name here right now. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, it's But she didn't do that. Here it is, Renee Renee Elson. Yeah. And she did it by herself. Mm-hmm. I I think that deserves a little bit of cred. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I do too. Um, I think for a couple of reasons. I think that a lot of times maybe these FKTs um have been accompanied by men because maybe it's just like there's more, you know, there's more guys participating in the sport. So, you know, they've maybe it's just like they're training partners. I mean like a lot of times I train a lot with guys. I mean, there's a ton of strong women here too that which I train with, but like, you know, if you're gonna do some of these routes, maybe it's easier to find uh, a guy partner um but i think it's actually pretty cool to do to do something like this alone um i think especially lately there's been a, more of a push for like women only um fkt's or um um ugh, i mean m- projects in general mm-hmm. you know of just mm-hmm. having it be an all women's team like you see that over social media all the time um i think just because it was accompanied by by a man doesn't necessarily make it less credible. Um, I mean I think it's like obviously if it's the the woman like going for it, like she, you know, she's she's done it. But I do think it's it's it adds another interesting layer if you're gonna be doing these like all ladies or like solo lady um things. But I mean I think other other records have been put up, um, you know, on the PCT A C T with women only, you know, with a woman doing it, like
0: well, in terms of non-technical, yeah, honest, Heather Anderson is just one of the best thru-hikers. Oh yeah, absolutely. Just, yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. But technical, it gets a little thinner. Yes. And interestingly enough, my personal observation, it has nothing to do with talent or ability, <laughs> not at all. Of course, in terms of endurance, women are just as strong as men. In terms of technical, same but they tend to do it less by themselves sometimes it seems.
1: Yeah, I've noticed that too. Um, And actually, I had this conversation with someone the other day. What is it? Because, I mean, you see in the world of professional sports, um, I was actually trying to think of like a sport where there's kind of like gender equality, like gender parity of like the number of women in a sport versus versus number of, of men, not only from like... Professional athletics from an adult, but from younger generations, and there's only a few maybe that I could think of, like gymnastics. Maybe was the only one
0: soccer in the United States. Soccer
1: in the United States, um, but I think is because like even if you look at professional sports in general, the the number of women participating in a sport that requires um, more like a quote unquote guts or um, with like adrenaline junky stuff, maybe it's a little bit less. So what like what is that? I mean. I have no idea. It's maybe based on like how people are raised or like what they what they what they value or what they're encouraged to do. Generally speaking, um, I, I have
0: an opinion, which might be controversial. Oh, tell me. I think women are smarter.
1: <laughs> that too.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, like, I mean, my definitely like over over the the past two years with all my injury history, like literally, I have two rules in life when I when I two rules in life that I follow. Especially for, like, going out and training. One is to not huck anything that applies to skiing, running, cycling. I just don't want to do it. Like, I don't want to put myself into that
0: added risk. No big air.
1: Yeah. So, no, and we will not huck anything. That is so, rule number one.
0: So, we're not going to see you in the Banff Film Festival, are we?
1: No. You know, That's I don't all think they do. So.
0: That's all they do. Yeah. So,
1: maybe, yeah, maybe your ladies are smarter. But number two is I will not talk about food um, until I'm 5K from the finish line. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh that's like on these long runs because <laughs> I just don't <laughs> want to think about it um, but no, but the like the gender thing it's 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 interesting, and you 're right though, like the number of um to attempt these technical routes like i don't think it for me if i 'm choosing a partner to go out with it's it 's not based on their gender it 's based on like if they 're experienced or if they're more you know, if, if I feel comfortable going with them. And so I think maybe if you pick out of a hat, like, 9 out of 10, they'll be men versus, like, you know, another super qualified woman. But, yeah, maybe it is. I like your – I agree with your um, with your opinion. Maybe women are smarter about it.
0: <laughs> well, the a standard is set, a parameter is set of doing things. It's, mm-hmm. it's actually a one-directional yeah. parameter mm-hmm. of who is doing these things. And you could reverse the same equation as saying – Why sort of saying why isn't other more women doing it? Why isn't less men doing it? Is my maybe a better question? Well, the other thing, and the answer might be because, gee, they're they're okay getting hurt, and uh, they're okay having imbalanced lives and they're okay quitting their jobs to pursue professional careers and things like that. Yeah, And maybe women are a little more balanced and a little smarter. And again, this could be controversial, but the thought has occurred to me.
1: Well, the thought, I mean, and and to go off of that too, a lot of professional, quote I'm using air quotes, you can't see me, but professional Women in the sport of ultra running, if you look at them across the board, a lot of them have other jobs, right and a lot of the men in this sport, they don't um maybe right. that's i mean that's another whole issue with like pay from sponsors, but it also is this issue of being able to um go all in for something and have it being less balanced, whereas I know a lot of other women that I've talked to, i mean, I'm happier when I have when I have something else to do. I mean, I can't train 40 hours a week. So, I mean, I like to have this balance. I I have a, a background in science. I like to use my brain in other ways, but then also in the whole idea of getting hurt, right? I mean, for me, I want to be doing these sports for a long time. So it's not, I've been injured. Like it's not worth for me to put in that extra that extra oomph to risk a whole a whole bunch. Like for me, the risk reward is a really is a really important line for me to walk. And also, I'm okay with walking away. Like for me, the, like the mountains are always going to be there. So if it doesn't feel like my day then I'm okay with walking away. And I know a lot of other women are okay with doing that. But sometimes I've experienced it with guys. Like, they want to keep pushing or they have, like, summit fever. And I'm like, what the heck? It doesn't matter. Like, let's just go home. Like, <laughs> like, like, like let's just do this tomorrow. <laughs> but <laughs> – well, I
0: think I think we have something there, <laughs> but uh, – we'll. we'll, we'll, we'll We'll convene another panel on this topic. It's a good good conversation. Comment,
1: yeah, let me know what you think. Criticize, I don't care. Like, (laughs) we can see.
0: (laughs) It's good. It's very good. And meanwhile, some other developments or trends, if you will, have been taking place. As you mentioned when we started off, more creative FKTs and so forth. Uh, There's a fellow out in the Pacific Northwest named Jason Hardrath, Mm -hmm. and somehow the... uh, in Rainier Infinity Loop. Oh, my loop. gosh. It's just blown up. It's, like- it's
1: become a thing. The first time I heard about this Infinity Loop was from my neighbor. He lives two doors down.
0: You heard about it from your neighbor. From my neighbor, because he was going to do
1: this. He's like, yeah, I'm going down, you know, to do the Infinity Loop. I was like, what the heck is this? <laughs> and and then I, and he kept on telling me about it. I'm like, holy shit, this thing is crazy. And But this is the thing. So you know how we mentioned at the beginning that maybe there haven't been as many records on the PCT or, you know, big, long trails like this? Yes the infinity loop is just as well maybe it's not just as long but it's gnarly
0: oh yeah it's like okay oh, so okay. buzz
1: you can you know the ins and outs so can you explain this
0: well you have to you're summiting Rainier twice
1: twice <laughs> so and then
0: you complete so it's in. it's called the infinity loop because it sort of kind of looks like a figure eight in that you're completing a circumambulation of Rainier on mm-hmm. the wonderland trail which is 100 miles plus kind of bisecting it twice mm-hmm. on the uh uh, by summiting and going down, and mm-hmm. that's why it's called an infinity loop because it kind of sort of looks like a figure eight. Yeah, sort kind of, sort of. Yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, that's not only is that, I mean, but also speaking of the women, there was two women who did that together. Um, I'm blanking on their names.
0: Um, you keep talking. I can probably yeah, find it.
1: Yeah, okay, but uh, that's it's uh, La Sportiva and a Solomon athlete. I know their names. Allison, I want to say, and... She won the bear, Katie, I'm not sure. Um, we'll come back to that. But they did it the by themselves, right? And they encountered horrific weather. Oh. So not only on the infinity loop are you dealing with the distance, but you're you're dealing with you're dealing with insane, insane weather windows. So they actually had to start up and then they had to go back down and wait for better weather. But when I first actually heard about the infinity loop, it was from my neighbor. And Jason Anton, he... Oh, Jason's your Jason's neighbor. not my neighbor, but um, but oh. Sam Ritchie is my neighbor. Oh, okay. So wow. Sam Ritchie, <laughs> who actually is into paddling and, like, boat FKTs, and he's just into everything. He's building a, a plane engine in his garage. Like, he's insane. <laughs> um, so maybe he's going to be submitting some FKTs with flying. Um, but, uh, yeah, so him and Jason went down there, and they, they've done the Tahoe 200 together. Like, they're just, like, crushers. And so... Jason and him did this infinity loop, and I believe Eric, um, and Eric Sands, right? Yeah, so he did it as well. Right. Um, but yeah, that's how I heard about it. And they're just like, Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna go, I'm just gonna go <laughs> do this. I need a vacation. I was like, Oh, all right, welcome cool. to Boulder, exactly. Just casual, yeah. Well,
0: well, somehow it's gotten big.
1: I mean, it's a pretty cool route, it's awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah just these things trend up like that.
1: But and 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 Rainier is a technical mountain too, yeah. like from not from like rocks and things, but like glaciers, like snow, like.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, Peter and I established something called the Cascade Trifecta, mm. which is Rainier, Adams, and Hood in a day. Nice. And uh, we came up short of a day because on Rainier, the first one, I fell into a crevasse. Oh my gosh. We were we were roped. Okay. That, helped well, say, I'm I'm <laughs> that
1: helped a lot. I was going to say, I'm glad. Very glad. It helped
0: a lot. But yeah, it's 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 good stuff. And then I mentioned Jason Hardrath, who did finally the second person to complete. Mm the uh, the cascade trifecta and he did do it in less than one day mm. and then I think it was like ten days later he did the infinity loop oh my gosh Yeah, he's a school teacher
1: see oh there then I mean he's got to send it big on his summer vacation <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, has to make it count doesn't he
1: yeah exactly <laughs>
0: well uh, the fastest known time of the year will be coming back up uh, I have to admit I started you know taking a look at this seeing what's cool like yeah. you said. Nothing big on the Appalachian Trail, at least so far. Ginny on the Trans Am, that's 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 going to be up there. Nothing big so far, of course, late October, I think, so far means nothing is done for the year. Yeah. Uh, For the Pacific Crest Trail or the John Muir Trail. But I do note that uh, an Arctic fox (laughs) walked 2,178 (laughs) miles. Across the Arctic Circle from Norway to Canada. This
1: is amazing. I know. If we're really going to look at FKTs. Yeah,
0: if we're really going to look at it, let's Let's open this up. Let's be a little more inclusive.
1: I mean, the anim, animal FKTs are where it's at. Like, I read this. <laughs> does anyone know the book um, Born to Run oh, by uh, Bernd Heinrich?
0: Oh, that book. There's two.
1: It's called Running with the Antelopes. It was retitled. Right. Um, so... It, Bernd Heinrich, he's the he's author. He's a
0: very good ultra runner.
1: Very good ultra runner. He I mean, he set the world record for the 100K, I forget what year, but um, road. But anyways, he's an amazing ultra runner. Um, he's also an author. He's a um, biologist, and he's authored several books. That one, Born to Run or Running with the Antelopes, is my favorite. He also wrote another one called The Homing Instinct. I don't know that. I would really recommend you read it because it talks about um, basically the essence of home and what drives animals home, including humans. But it goes in there and it talks about all these migration patterns from birds to turtles to like insects. It's insane. We're puny. No, it's, yeah, we are puny. And the (laughs) things that these birds and animals can do... Oh man, that's a new style of FKT. So I'm very happy that you've included the Arctic Fox (laughs) in (laughs) this.
0: I'd like to point out that she, oh, female, female too, come to think of it.
1: Oh, well, duh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She was wearing a GPS tracker. Oh. So this this has been verified.
1: Oh my gosh, that's amazing.
0: 2,170, let's see, uh, 76 miles in 76 days.
1: And keep in mind,
0: that is uh, unsupported. (laughs)
1: Unsup- <laughs>
0: self-supported. Yeah. Self-supported. She was eating the food she found on, along the way.
1: Yeah. But yeah, not, you know, she didn't have any stashes. We're just soft, man.
0: We are soft. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to stick with being soft.
1: Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I don't know if I could handle that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, let's uh, look forward to having you back on, Hillary, at the end of the year. Yeah. We're going we to talk about the FKT of the Year Award. We'll be doing mm-hmm. our usual... Countdown from five, four, three, two, one.
1: Ooh, I can't wait! I think I was on two last year, maybe. Yeah, or two or three. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And you have your particular things you look for. You like the creativity. I do.
1: I like the creativity. I really. I mean, if we're talking about you know unsupported, I really like that style too because it, I think it just you have it's a it's a route that's more wild and it's just it's like the essence of I think like why we want to run and explore. So.
0: But Is there anything we're going to be seeing from you?
1: Potentially next year. Actually, <laughs> I have I have a couple of FKTs that I'd really like to do.
0: Okay. Um,
1: one of them that's been on my bucket list was before um, before I fell off a cliff.
0: The SHR.
1: Yep, the SHR. Still, okay. there's no lady. Nope. Who's I want to I want to no do it. No one's
0: posted. No ladies posted a serious time on that.
1: Yeah, I would really like to do it. So, um, you know, maybe it'd be a couple of years in the making just to go out there and do it because right. it does require some serious scouting. And speaking of, you know, supported, unsupported versus self-supported, it's a route that you. I mean, it's probably easier to do it unsupported because the access to those points on the on the route are pretty limited. Um,
0: right. But basically, if you stop to uh, oops. SHR stands for Sierra High Route. Yes. Pardon me, listeners. (laughs) But I think we have super informative listeners. They probably knew what SHR stood Mm -hmm. for. But if you stopped at Red's Meadow, which is on the route, Mm -hmm. that would be considered self-supported because that is aid that is available to anyone. Uh Uh-huh. So if someone met you, this is a clarification on those uh, guidelines, Mm -hmm. if someone met you and provided aid, that is supportive. Yes. But if you just take from a public source, that Mm -hmm. is self-supported.
1: Yeah. I think that's probably the way that I'll do it.
0: Good. We look forward to this, Hillary. Yeah, thanks. And we'll talk to you in a few months.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on.
0: Definitely.